really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking jog, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast. My name is Sean Walcha from Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are live in Spring Valley above the butcher shop with Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. We got an awesome episode today. We are bringing in an amateur barbecue team that is very near and dear to our heart. They've been competing in our Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival since 2012. Pretty fucking cool. 2012. Pretty fucking cool. We're pretty um, excited. Tom and Tamara. Uh, we are very excited to have them on. We're going to talk about uh, Spring Valley, about the upcoming barbecue championship that we have. Is there some amateur event? Turns out we've got a lot of work going on. Yeah, a lot of work. Uh, shout out to Abby. Uh, Abby does. She rocking right now. Yeah, she so, she left here around five, and she's like, I got I, I just I got a lot of work to do. And she she's like, I'm probably is not going to sleep until uh, after the event. And I'm like, well, that's good. She's a rock star. <laughs> we have uh, some onerous paperwork for the county. Uh, to get the permit. And was that the 45 pages we printed out earlier? 45 pages of uh, section one, subsection one. Turns out no, you, need, turns out you need a lot of things to I mean, shut down a made thorough. I don't think really anyone listens to this podcast anyways, but fuck them. <laughs> they just totally <laughs> fucked us over this year. Um, we've been doing this for eight years now, and this is, uh, is going to be the, the toughest one getting these permits done. Possibly. They, they switched it over. Possibly. No, fuck no, not possibly. Because... <laughs> this is it's been a lot harder than it's ever been you'd think already. that it would get, you'd think that it would get easier year over year yeah they just want to fucking take our money and and uh well i mean we want to put on this community event we're raising money for organizations and training we're trying to raise money for shane walton and his foundation to help some at-risk youth we're trying to promote the growth of barbecue we're trying to have a great day in spring valley and you know we really want to do something that's great for east county um and barbecue on the west coast is, is that so hard we've we've succeeded in the past, I feel, and I think a lot of times people get the wrong concept about what we do and um, tend to think that we're, we're making all this money. And um, little Where, Where's they, the money? <laughs> little do they the know money? that, well, I gave a lot of money. Yes. I know that. I know we, uh, we donate a lot of money every year, and, but that's what it's about, and we understand that. But just, I mean, don't make us do more hurdles than we have to. I'm, I'm all for being compliant and, and doing everything we need to do to make sure everything's safe, but I mean, this year... I know you don't want me to get too crazy on them, but I'm fucking mad. You're mad? Yeah. I, I don't like mad, Derek. I'm, I'm angry. Don't be mad. I, I can't help myself. Don't man. be mad. I can't help myself. We'll figure it out. No, we, we always do. We always do. We, we figure it do, out. We always do, but it's still bullshit. And, uh, you know, like I said, like you said, it's, it's not about us. It's not about the event. It's about the bigger picture. And um, sometimes some of these single-minded people are... Ent- entities don't understand that and they want to take it we're going to make it happen we will i i believe in us and uh, i have an acre and a half in humul uh, at my house so <laughs> i'll if, make that drive if we if we, there, there you go. go if we if we have to do it we'll we'll just do it at my house i'm sure my uh, wife will be very very excited about it well for those of you that uh first time listening to the podcast this is uh behind the smoke uh everything that we talk about all of the links will be in the show notes uh, it's something that it's a true honor for Derek and I to be able to share these barbecue war stories, go 
behind the scenes with entrepreneurs, barbecue teams, amateur teams, professional teams, event organizers, people who are in sports entertainment, and kind of let you know what's really fucking going on and not the PC version of that. Um, we love talking about digital marketing. We love promoting podcasts. Uh, love talking yesterday during golf. Yes. Not talk about business. That was pretty cool for once. That was tough to when's do. La- when was the last time we did that? Did we not talk about business? Oh, that's all we really did talk about. But I mean, it was kind of cool to get outside of. It was. It was good. Spring yeah. Valley and go hit the links for a little bit. That was nice. Derek's got a great golf game. I mean, oh he, God. He, he, uh, he gave me a few pointers, which I appreciated. Hey, um, right center and a forehand in tennis. That's, that's all, right. That's it. That's right. That's it. So before we get going, um, I do want to give a social shout out. Uh, my Twitter, you guys know how much I love Twitter Tweet. for whoever listens to this podcast. Um, but meat and metal, N-O, as in Norway, Olav follows this podcast. Um, he's lets us know what he's doing. He shares his behind the smoke. Um, he started, he has a barbecue blog in Norway. He is three episodes deep already that's fucking podcasting rad. and he's been like one of the one of our true Absolutely. listeners for a long fucking time right since we started dude shout yeah. out to you bud and, and we're stoked we're gonna start listening to your podcast and um if you need any tips any not that we're any fucking good at this but if you, if you need <laughs> any help with anything um let us know or reach out we uh are more than happy to to lead you Absolutely. Any way we want. I mean, that's that's the coolest thing, and that's one of the best things about the podcast is for anybody that's opening a business or they want to learn more about digital marketing, about how to improve their Instagram posts, how to what they should be doing on Twitter. That's what we're here for. Reach out to us. Don't be shy. Um, you know, we, we love seeing all the stuff that you guys are doing, and anything that we can do to support that, um, we're all in. Speaking of all in. WGW back in episode one episode one we actually started podcasting we had this gentleman by the name of Fern's semi-famous barbecue which Corey our producer is wearing a a beautiful shirt from Fern Uh, we had him on episode one and during that episode we talked about barbecue team names barbecue team names being oh yeah Fern let us know that WGW actually means white girls wasted nice. and both you and I said what the fuck how come nobody told us that when they signed up didn't know it was like over the line now right over line names but well now uh, we don't need to hear from Fern we can actually go right to the source welcome welcome uh, Tom and Tamara welcome. Thank you we're so much. honored to have you guys here thank you so white girls wasted the white girls wasted um when we started doing your 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 competition, you know, I'm just some kid. So first of all, have you ever competed before? At, at in 2012, that was my first competition ever. Perfect. So I had no my head up my ass, not a single clue. How did you doing. find out about the event? Um, my wife looks around. You know, we moved, we bought our house in 2012, so okay. she started just looking around the neighborhood and uh, checking it out, seeing what restaurants are, um, you know, what kind of stuff there is to do around town. And so she got a hold of your website, and she saw that. And she likes my barbecue, so she convinced me to go ahead and enter. That's awesome. Cool. So See? I'm thinking, you know, I've never competed in my life. Um, what the hell am I doing here? I'm going to have some fun with it. You know, I read about it, saw the charity. I like the charity a lot. And I figured, what, what the hell, we'll just have some fun. My coworkers are the ones that actually came up with the name. 
And, you know, we're thinking we're going to come in and just get our asses handed to us. <laughs> so, you know, and these are my drinking buddies. My coworkers are my drinking buddies. Nice, so right? the term is you get white girl wasted, stupid drunk. Right. <laughs> and he, and uh, one of them said, why don't we call the team? How team. many how many people were in the team? The there first? was uh, three of us okay. the first year. Yeah, my, my two coworkers and myself. And so we came up with that name and we just abbreviated it wgw in case anybody asked that way they wouldn't say oh you guys get the hell out of here that kind of thing right and we ended up winning the whole damn thing that year you know grand champion first year yeah, grand first champion. Year. yeah it's, which shocked the hell out of me shocked yeah. the hell out. i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i love the i remember giving them the awards and watching them like just jumping <laughs> off the ground yeah, they were like it. doing backflips oh man fucking rad. yeah it was unbelievable it was, it was you know like i said i'm you know i'm we're taking our our barbecues out of the back of my truck and i'm seeing guys with trailers diamond plate and sure. powder coated and all this stuff and i'm thinking what the fuck am i doing what kind of, what yeah what were you smoking yeah, what, what kind of um smoker you weber's yeah, yeah nice. just weber grills nothing fancy just the kettles yeah and a gas grill okay nice. yeah and yeah we ended up uh, first place barbecue chicken and grand champion wow and so we uh we kept it going for uh with these two guys i did it the next year and, who were those uh, two guys what were their names um there was uh Rob Capaziello mm -hmm. and um, Patrick. Pat Patrick, that's right. Yeah, Patrick. Uh, he kind of fell off the planet. I haven't yeah. talked to him in a while, but yeah. where are you, Patrick? What happened? Yeah, to you? I know. What where the heck are you? I actually texted him a few months ago. Yeah. I never heard back. Got to reach out, man. Yeah, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. So, um, you know, we kept it going and figured. So well, keeping it going, you, this was the only event that you guys competed. The in. only event, Rad. The only event. And then uh, fast forward a couple of years, and my daughter gets involved. Who she's seventeen now, so she's been doing this. This will be her fourth year with me. So she's but she's not white girl wasted. She's right? not white girl. Wasted. <laughs> not that I'm aware. Right. Of. And it'll yet. be hell to pay if I find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, I figure. Well, we can't keep it white girl wasted. I've got to change a name. And my wife and my daughter both said, "Well, now you've kind of have a brand. You know, people know the name." You know, people people know what to look for when we're at the competition, so you can't change it. Oh, the so, marketing side. I like it. I do yeah. have a marketing uh, degree. I, I appreciate she that. She does. I appreciate that. So we just changed what it meant. And uh, I'm a, personally, I'm a Weber snob. Um, I have a lot of grills, all but one are Weber. And uh, we've been pretty successful at the competition. Any Smoky Mountain? Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Two kettles, an 18 and a 22. Nice. Two uh, Weber... Um, Genesis, yeah, and then my little uh, camping, with a little Smoky Joe. I love them. Oh yeah, I'm a huge great. proponent of them. I tell people all the, all the time. They're like, man, you know what should I get? You know, I, I see you guys got the old hickories and this and that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, they're great. But if you're gonna do backyard stuff and you have time, mm -hmm. the old Weber. I mean, oh yeah, she, she's yeah. tested through and through. I mean, everything they do is pretty much quality. You throw From a pork the, butt in there in 16 hours, and I mean. It comes out awesome every time. Yeah. Every single time. Their utensils are still are good, too. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I have some Weber utensils that have lasted me longer than, you know, all these other ones that I've used that just keep breaking. It's, uh, yep. They do a great, they have a great product. Yep. So that's our, that's, uh, that's our team name now, though, is now it's Weber Grills Win. Weber Which Grills sounds kind of stupid, I, I admit, but, you know. It's better than white girl wasted. It's better it than white girl wasted. And you've stayed true to your <coughs> brand. Yeah. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Why is that important? Well, when he won Grand Champion the first year, I'm like... Weren't you out there? Oh, I was, yeah. yeah. So you said he won. You were out there. 
I was like customer don't service. So hum- don't be so you know? humble. <laughs> don't be so humble and play the backdoor role. No, absolutely not. Customer service is very important for PC service. teams. Yeah, so right? I just figured, you know, especially if you wanted to expand or do it more, I'm like, people know you now. Right. Sure. So if you come next year with a completely different name, they're yeah, not going to know. Gonna know. So right. I said so he had were, to keep you were, it. You were selling the samples, yeah. Right. Yeah, interacting. Yep, there you go. So you won first place in chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. What would you do? Um, As far as how do I cook my chicken? Yeah, everything. How do you, do you okay. turn in... Thighs, you do thighs and drumsticks. I'm a dark meat guy. Yeah, and uh, you know that's I, I love dark meat. You grind it at all? No, no. Actually, I um, I have a rub that I've been making for a year. I've been cooking my chicken for better part of 20 years. Okay, and it's a simple rub: um, salt, pepper, garlic, paprika, um, and other stuff you're not going to mention because oh. <laughs> it's a secret. No, it's not a secret. I'll tell whoever. That's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're not going to mix it up. As well, yeah, they, they can't. They, they don't know the portions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, chili powder and, and, and mustard powder and all that good stuff. Right. And um, oil, because, you know, you have to have crispy Absolutely. chicken skin. And season everything up, let it sit for about 10, 15 minutes, and throw it on the grill. Do you do an olive oil? Do you do a I use canola. peanut? Canola. canola oil. Yeah, it just, okay. it's 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 kind of neutral in flavor, and it, it crisps up the skin real nice, just a light, light coating. Right. And then uh, I'm a sauce guy, so I like a nice sweet sauce. So I like glaze of that. Um about 10 minutes or so before it's done. Sure. And simple as that. So Caramelize it at the end. And so talk about actual being nervous or not nervous about the judging portion. As far oh, as I was what? nervous as hell. I was I was completely nervous. You know, um, the first competition we've ever done, and I don't know what we need to bring, so I'm just kind of thinking, you know, going through my head. I wrote down a checklist, and we get there, and like I said, you know, I'm seeing these guys pull out these smokers that, you know, thousands of dollars worth of smokers, and here I got, you know, a couple of grills pulled out of the back of a truck sure and i'm going what the hell am i doing here and i kind of i took that throughout the whole thing i'm thinking there's no way you know there's no way so once the judging came up though you know i'm i'm pretty confident with my cooking level and my skills so i was hoping i was i was cautiously optimistic that (laughs) i might do a little bit of something with the chicken and then we ended up winning first place with that and and boom you know at that point the nervousness gone you know now i actually i did something and then we you know, one grand champion. And did you place in any of the other meets? No, no, not that year. So you probably just got high did, enough did just well to get enough. in. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. Being consistent. And, and uh, what about uh, after that? How'd you guys do? Um, the year after, I uh, I kind of let my partners have a little more say in the recipes, and all we took was. Uh, first place in barbecue chicken, which uh, that was mine. That was yours, and that that's was, what he's. That was mine, and there's you're not changing. Yeah, you're not changing this. Is the way I do it is right. my chicken, yeah. and we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't place in anything. I still had a lot of fun, right? And then uh, after that, they went off and did their own thing, and that's when I recruited my daughter and my uh, my nephew at the time, which before he joined the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and we ended up winning the whole thing on the third year. Awesome. Yeah, and that year I actually placed in a tri-tip as well. Nice. nice. Which what shocked did, the hell out of me. What would you do differently? Um, Didn't let the other guys touch it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, we I, practiced. We yeah. got to eat a lot of barbecue. I mean, you know, that really is what it is. I mean, honest to God, because it, it becomes a feel. And then people don't understand it, but it's not a, t- it's not a time thing. It's a feel thing. And it is. Once it you is. do enough tri-tips, you'll know. Uh, it's a very, very, very underutilized piece of meat, and it's phenomenal if you do it right. And it's... 
has two different ways that the grains run in. So when you get to cut it in half and, and slice it against the exactly. grain, exactly. Um, when you do it right, it's fucking phenomenal. And that's where I failed the first year and the second year. Um, I had cooked probably a grand total of maybe one or two tri tips before I started doing the competition, mm-hmm. and just you know, no particular reason why, I just uh, cooking other things. So the first year, hadn't got a slight clue what I'm doing. Right. You know, not the slightest <laughs> clue. And I'm sure I probably turned in a piece of crap. It might have tasted good, but definitely not competition worthy or anything right. like that. Second year, I started actually cooking it a little bit. But, you know, my teammates. Now, were, you guys were both, you were selling PC, right? The, both years. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you guys were taking tokens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, every year we've been there, we've been doing it. Yeah. And that, I focus on chicken. Yeah. Well, so just chicken. so you know, mm-hmm. for, for guys like Sean and us, that is... We are so grateful for people like you yeah. that come out there and do PC. Um, without PC, we don't have events. Absolutely. Because, and um, that's that's the biggest thing for us is to be able to draw a crowd and have people come in and, and try different uh, you know, chickens, try people's barbecue. If they come and there's nothing left and you've only had maybe two chickens to give out, people are pissed, man. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't have an event if it's not for people like you that want to come out and actually support and understand that it's a little bit bigger than just you doing the competition. It's more about giving back and having a community aspect to it. So uh, thank you guys for that. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially, absolutely. you know, having you support him because you not being there to support him makes it that much harder for him to compete as well as do the PC. Right. He can't do both. Well, yeah. <laughs> so he's cooking and I'm sure. the one kind of. Talking to the people, you know, meeting them. My daughter and I did Come that last year. Absolutely, two of us did everything, and right. that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of so, work. That's I recruited so a couple of buddies of mine that they barbecue. This will be their first competition, so there'll be four of us. Well, um, you can show them the ropes, man. Yeah, let them know how how it goes. And there, the, yeah, we uh, we actually barbecued um, this past Sunday, and I showed them because we're going to do my chicken for the um, people's choice. Of course, and I are. showed them how I cook it. Right. And you know, this is how you're gonna cook it and you're gonna we're just gonna crank it out all day long, keep right. it going all day long. And they're nervous. Right. Well, what if we screw up? Well, it's chicken. It's pretty yeah. easy to not screw up. Here's just what you cook do. It. Just make cook sure it. that it gets over the temperature and you will be exactly. Good. Exactly. Don't, don't undercook it. That was the first thing I told him. No no undercooked poultry yeah. of any kind. Other than that, you're fine. I mean you can put fucking paprika on chicken and it's still edible. Mm-hmm. So, so, <laughs> so is this that your daughter wanted? To participate, or you recruited her? No, she wanted. She wanted to do it. Yeah, because I mean, every time I've interacted with her during the event, she had such a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. That's something that I, you know, we truly appreciate her willingness to engage the crowd, engage the process, because it's a long day. I kind of had to to push her into that a little bit. The first year she uh, she joined the team. You know, I told her as people walking by, say, hey, you know, we've got a few trophies out here. Tell people, hey, you want to try some barbecue chicken? It's one of boards, you know, for the people's choice. And she, you know, well, I don't really want to say anything. It could be intimidating. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. But then once she got into it, oh, I mean, just just bam, she's a natural. But it's it's one of those things you have to be uncomfortable. And that's, you know, when you work in hospitality, you work in a restaurant, you work in events. Mm -hmm. It's never comfortable for anybody, even if you are a natural it's not comfortable to, you know, stop the crowd and say, smile, you know, stop them yep. and give them a reason to engage them. But the more that you do it, the more you realize there's certain things that you can do with your personality, with how you approach it to get people to engage. And the teams, the PC teams that are the most engaging, 
guess what? Those are the ones that are spending the most time smiling, that are spending the most time talking to the other people. You know, they're outside of their comfort zone. They're not behind their smoker or, you know, back to the back to the yep. crowd. Like you've got to engage. You've got to put out those awards. You know, those are awards that you want. That's what people want to see. When I'm actually uh, doing the, the meet for competition, where my chopping table usually is, the people kind of congregate around there because it's just, it's literally right in front of mm-hmm. the stall. And so I've got a, you know, an audience while I'm slicing up whether it be the ribs or tri-tip or what have you. And that's pretty cool. You yeah. Know? It's, but I'm, I'm at the same time, like you said, I'm going, you know, shit, hope I don't screw up. Hope yeah. I don't slice, tip my finger off. <laughs> right. But yeah, <laughs> but, it t- but it takes a conscious decision to be in front. Mm-hmm. Like you have, and that's why there are open kitchens. That's why there's, uh, you know, places where if you see the process, you see how this, the craft is being done, it makes you more willing to engage and to be, that's amazing. Wow. Look, can I try that? I want to yeah. try, I want to try that well, exactly what you're cutting. Yep. Yeah. They say, can I buy that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, this is for the competition, <laughs> but yeah. we'll, so we'll be making some more. And, yep. But we watched this guy, uh, what's it, Salt Bay? Yep. Um, and I fucking despise like, that little thing <laughs> that they do. And my buddy was telling me about it. Like, he's like, dude, you got to check out his his Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking looking at that shit. <laughs> Anyways, I ended up looking at it. The dude's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Like, he is so good yes. at what he does. Yes. Like, he is a butcher. And he cuts up meat. I mean, I've been doing this my whole life, cutting up meat. And he, he fucking, he impressed the shit out of me and it, how good he was. It's but beyond impressive. He's it's, in front doing it, yeah. showing it, taking the initiative. It's to like, the point where it's like, you think it's a fucking joke. No. You're like, is this guy fucking kidding? Dude, like, like, no, he takes this shit seriously. Those knife skills? Oh, I'm telling absolutely. you, dude. Absolutely. When he does it is pretty grind, hilarious. Dude. Yeah. Oh, I, fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate it. But he, uh, I mean, he's so damn good at what he does. I was in awe on when he was butchering up some lamb, um, just knowing where to where cuz knife skills were just on point. Um, but that salt stuff still kind of annoying. Yeah, he knows how to market. But he's, yeah, you he's, know, I'm not going like, to knock that. Like that's what I was saying. He's in. Yeah. He's in putting it out Viral there, being up front. Yeah. Showing YouTube, that he's got it. Instagram, like, Facebook, all of it. Kudos to you, man. That's when you awesome. become a meme, you know you've made it. Yeah, for sure. So talk a little bit more about, you know, just the contest itself and, you know, what what you did to prepare to get ready. Because we got a lot of teams that are signing up, a lot of teams that are coming back, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Checklists. Yep. Checklists. Absolutely. So what have you learned year over year that, you know, has made you a better team? Checklist. Yeah. What, what 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 do you put on the checklist? Every single thing that I'm bringing with me. Yeah. You know, be, um, I'm, I'm a uh, I'm a list kind of guy anyway. I, I organize better when I have a list in front of me and I can do that. And as long as I have, you know, all my tools and, and just my ingredients and everything and everything's there, then once it, once I set it up, I can function just as fine. Is this a written checklist or it's a written digital checklist? It, well, it's on my phone. So it's on your phone? It's on my phone. Uh, what kind of phone do you have? Uh, Samsung, Samsung Galaxy 5. Okay. Yep. But it's just you just have it as notes. Yeah, but it's like your yeah, it's, just, your it's on a notepad note. and it's just got a check. And so each time I put something in the box, check. So you can use it year over year, year and after year, and it. then whatever I forgot the previous year, you add that to the list. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we use Google Docs a yeah. lot for because it is a easy for us to share with team members, mm-hmm. and it's also a breathable doc. So it's you know if it gets updated, it's updated, and that's the one document something yep. that we. Uh, we use a lot and Derek absolutely loves. No, I actually, I, really do. <laughs> I am coming around on it a lot. I, I do 
God, I just sound like this fucking negative. <laughs> <laughs> fucking negative Jesus Nancy. Christ. <laughs> I fucking, I'm always. I hate everything. I hate Twitter. I hate <laughs> Instagram. Uh, I don't no, like I, I LinkedIn. Do like, I, I do like the, the the Google. It's um, it's actually pretty cool because if there is something that needs updated, I update it. Then all of a sudden it yeah. goes to you guys and it's it's there. And then you you fix something and I exactly. I open it up. It's it's it saves a lot. Yeah. I also don't get there as early as he does. Yeah. Because why? But um, so if he forgets something, that, oh my god, when you come, that <laughs> right? Yeah, my second year we forgot the garnish. Yep. Which what kind know? of garnish you use? Um, what did we use? I think we used romaine that year. Oh my god, the first year we bought Iceberg. kale. <laughs> oh kale, yes. And then and we were told you sudden, can't use kale. So that's said, not in the shit. Wait, who, who told you that? Um, I, I think Gene. you did. Gene, Gene, Gene did. Yeah, <laughs> it was Gene or that. me. Yeah. <laughs> so here I go running. <laughs> Running to buy some lettuce. I have noticed that that is now listed on the welcoming letter. You know, yes. Garnish, but no kale, no red leaf, yes. and all that kind of crap. So part of the crazy, like, as the event grows every year, we have to do a better job communicating with the teams, mm-hmm. communicating with the judges, communicating with our vendors, communicating with our team. And things that we learn, we want, if we don't put on a great experience, then you're not going to come back. Yep. You're going to be like, fuck that. That was whack. You know, they promised me this, you know, if I won and they didn't have it or, mm-hmm. you know, something was promised and it's always, it's always something that's promised that isn't fulfilled, you know, and it's our job to make sure that we treat the event as our business. And it is our business because our business is the community. Our business is raising money for the charity. Our business is to watch teams like you grow, mm-hmm. you know, to watch Fern compete as an amateur team and then now compete as a KCBS team. Yep. Um, we absolutely love it. You know, now he's going all in on barbecue. You know, this is going to become his business and you guys have created a friendship because of barbecue. Absolutely. You know, he bounces ideas off of you. You bounce ideas off of him. And we, yeah, we competed against each other. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he told me uh, the second year he did it that, okay, I'm coming after you. I'm gunning for you. Yeah. And... <laughs> started hanging out and you know he's one of my best friends now yeah as a result of the the competition and just barbecue in general isn't that cool mm-hmm. talk about uh tailgating how have you guys done um i haven't really focused so much on the actual tailgating part mm-hmm. um no particular reason why i just uh did the food part yeah you know we we uh, got flags and you know at the time i had charger flags i do not have Charger flags anymore. You don't have nice. to. You don't have to apologize <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah. it's totally cool. Um, I do have <laughs> Padres flags and um, you know the American flag and just uh, you know um, usually we'd be wearing a jersey of some sort. Uh-huh. But uh, as far as the actual tailgate experience, I kind of was always one of those guys that I would show up to the game. You know, my buddy's dad would set up the whole thing, so he'd do I would show he'd up do and all the cook. work. Right. Yeah, he'd, he'd do all the work setting up the booth and and you know Prepping getting the, the TV before, set up yeah. and all that stuff, and then I'd show up and cook. Yeah, and that's what we would do. You know, back in the days when we used to tailgate a lot. Tailgate so it. I focused on that. Yeah, no, I mean uh, Qualcomm's a great place though. Jack to Murphy go. and Qualcomm. Jeez. Oh man, no, just no, go be, there. no better tailgating grounds. We, we did the same there. thing. Honest to God, it was uh, my stepdad's. Buddies, they bring the whole bus, go yep. down there, and a lot of times I'd get thrown on the grill, but I didn't have to do shit besides <laughs> that. Yeah. go there, hang out, and uh, get to do it. That was exciting. I wasn't much of a tailgater. No. I know you are. Yeah, tailgating's in my blood. That's, that's, uh, we've talked about that before. I never um, if, if my wife, if my wife didn't, tailgating. If my wife didn't accept tailgating, I don't think it would things would have worked out. <laughs> that was a, that's a break, deal breaker? Yeah. Really? It would have been. Wow. 
Yeah, no, I... Uh, I mean, tailgating is so much like barbecuing. It's, I mean, everything that we do event-wise is so incorporated into tailgating. I mean, you're camping. You're spending time around the fire. You're spending I love time camping. With yeah? Love camping. See? I guess I just never had time to tailgate. I was always playing. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. But you camp. When you're camping, oh, when you're, camp. camping you're tailgating. Yeah. We used to go out to Gordon's just and no, animals. You know, there's just no sporting event attached to it. Yeah. Well, there's a sport. That's we, a sport. We drink. Yeah. That's a sport. Professional. Boy. Professional drinkers. Professional. <laughs> Definitely professional drinkers. So what are you uh, What are you planning for this year? This year, um, you know, like I said, I've got a couple extra buddies that are coming in. This will be their first year doing the barbecue. Work, work buddies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we talk, uh, we talk barbecue every day. Nice. And uh, swap food porn. And, <laughs> there uh, you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, On uh, Instagram? No, no, just, uh, just you know, texting each other pictures. Yeah, I don't, go. I don't have an Instagram account yet. But you will. Yeah, yes, I will. But you will. Yes, I will. We're slowly fun. getting him into social media. Oh, he's in now. Yeah, because I'll, be, I'll be in his ear. Right. Oh, I, mean, I know. Derek's I know. tweeting. So Fern's already been trying so for Tom's a while. Definitely. Now, so. Yeah, Fern needs to get his Facebook account set up. Yep. Totally. Yep. Yeah, he's he's on my list. Fern. I, we never. He's on Facebook. No, he doesn't have oh, Facebook. Dude. I know. That's why. That's why. Wear him out. Totally. Instagram. I mean, it's such a. A great tool for mm-hmm. for people to to see what you're doing. As long as it's, I mean, Sean and I have different uh, theories on this, but um, I don't like too too much content. Um, but just you know, every once in a while, I'll throw up some pictures. Like when you're go outside barbecuing, just for trying it out and and, and you know messing around, throw that up there. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's you'd be surprised how many people want to know mm-hmm. or are scared to take that first step they don't want to do a tri-tip and they but they saw your instagram like man that looks so fucking good or yeah, hey tried a new recipe and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll reach out you to you think? and say yeah yeah we get that all the time and we have people. we had somebody that listens to the podcast in chicago that said i'm sick and tired of listening to you assholes talk about tri-tip yeah he tweeted me a picture of the tri-tip he bought <laughs> nice. it's like i'm putting it on the grill dude it's which is i'm rad. telling you it's yeah i am a tri-tip whore yeah that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, you know, I, I never really cooked it that much until I started doing your competition. Yeah. So do you well, do the awesome. reverse sear? Or what? I do the reverse sear. Yeah. And so, but um, I like to kind of mess around with it a lot. So I'll, I'll sometimes I'll cook it like a steak, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll cook it like a roast. Um, always use smoke, whether it's a lot of smoke or a little smoke, depending on what I'm in the mood for. Um, different rubs, different seasonings. Um, this one with sauce, that one with no sauce, and uh, just all kinds of different things it's so versatile you can do almost anything with it you really can yeah like we always say it's the most under, underutilized piece of meat you can cut it into steaks you can cut it into really thin strips for fajitas you can mm-hmm. make stir fry you can uh do pretty much anything with it we yep. do roast with it all the time we put it in the house throw it on uh salads it's just awesome awesome piece of meat my so, uh second cousin was out here she grew up in syracuse and uh, her job brought her out here she'd never heard of tri-tip so that's what we did when she was out here. Cool. And, yeah. Very cool. She's hooked. Yeah. That's great. No, I mean, you grind it. That's that's what everyone yeah, in houses would do. You grind try to. That's crazy. Always. What a waste. Flat meat, right off the sirloin, you grind it. You know, flank steak, grind it. What All that waste. stuff. Grind it. Not a sacrilege. Yeah. Now it's, uh, now it's catching on. People are understanding that it's good. So one of the things uh, that we love about this podcast is it gives us an opportunity to really keep in touch with the people that we care about, the people that we admire, the people that we respect. Um, You know, just starting this podcast has forced me to spend more time with Derek. And I know 
he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> appreciate that too much. But <laughs> not today he doesn't. <laughs> but that's that's besides the point. But um, I wanted to definitely talk about uh, what happened in Las Vegas and how it impacted uh, your family directly. Uh, it's one of those things that we've had a really tough year worldwide with a lot of different yes, things have. that have impacted us here in the United States, but also worldwide. And, you know, every time there's a tragedy um, or a natural disaster, we always see how barbecue community is going to respond. And uh, one of the cool things that we've been seeing is barbecue operation, Operation Barbecue Relief. And they've been doing a lot of charity work down mm -hmm. in Houston. Um, they just deployed up to uh, California, up to Santa Rosa, to feed victims as well as first responders. Yep. Um, and they're part of National Barbecue Association. Uh, but you guys should def definitely check out what they're doing. But uh, what happened in Las Vegas was, it was something that, uh, you know, when I heard the news when I woke up, uh, it, it impacted me significantly just because, you know, I had spent time there in Vegas with my wife. Um, I love Vegas. We all, we all have know? a special place in our heart for Vegas. and. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was, I don't know if it was Tuesday, but Fern came in to Cali to just check in on me and, you know, look, I don't even remember what he was coming to get. Maybe he was getting some tri-tip rub or something. And, you know, he had said, have you, had you talked, have you talked to Tom? I was like, no, you know, what happened? He said, dude, you should, you should check in with Tom. He, uh, he's got a lot going on with, uh, with what happened in Las Vegas. And, um, you know, I reached out to you and. I'll kind of let you take it from there. You know, what, what, what happened? When did you talk to Fern? I talked to him the day after. So on and Monday? Um, that yeah, Monday? that was a Monday. So yeah. Yeah. Head. You want to start? I don't know about you talking with Fern. Well, I just mean, okay. Well, <laughs> so my wife was in Vegas. She was at that concert. She was staying in the Mandalay Bay. And uh, I remember, you know, obviously very vividly. I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. I'm laying on the couch and I'm watching a DVR show. So there's no breaking news or anything like that. It's right. a DVR show from a few hours before. My phone rings. It's about uh, it's about quarter to eleven at this point. Phone rings. I look at it. I don't know the number. Whatever. Let it go to voicemail. And then I actually got a voicemail, which I thought was odd that you know somebody's calling at ten forty-five on a Sunday night. Message. Sure. So I listened to the voicemail and it, it took a few seconds to click that it was my wife. And it was her sounding more scared. But it wasn't from a number that you knew. No, it was from a, an unknown number. Okay. And it was my wife. And um, just the, the, the terror in her voice, you know, I heard that and I felt that. And it literally took a minute for me to realize that, that, that that's actually my wife. You know, I'm thinking, is this a wrong number? What's going on? Let me know that she's okay. Um, she lost her friend Lisa. They got separated. Um, she lost her phone. And she's alive. And there's a shooting. And that she'll try to get back to me as soon as she can. So, Jesus. I listened to the voicemail and immediately called back. And where she was at the time, there was hardly any service. So I'm just getting bits and pieces of her. I'm sure she's only getting bits and pieces of me. And I wasn't, you know, panicked, but because, like I said, you know, it was it was still too soon. It wasn't breaking news at this point. So you didn't really even know. You just you knew. All you knew was that she left you voicemail that there was a shooting mm -hmm. and that she's okay. Exactly. I figure, okay, somebody, you know, drug deal gone bad or somebody in drunk <coughs> in a fight, sure. something like that. The scope sure. of, of, of what it had turned out. The magnitude, you had no idea. I had no idea. Right. 
So we start texting, and she starts telling me, you know, little bits and pieces. Whose about phone her. is this, by the way? It's uh, just some person the that she's hiding with. Of strangers. Yeah. I actually ended up with nothing. Yeah. Just the clothes on my back. So, and I got separated from my friend, and so you I didn't have my phone. Threw your phone down, ran away. I actually had decided. Oh, I was like, I have to go to the restroom. So, I left my so phone. So, are you are you a big country music? Oh my fan? god. Let me just tell you. So they do this show every. Okay, I love so. country music. I love Myself the country included. people. Right. I just, I mean, even you talking about tailgating, all the concerts sure. at Chula Vista, and right. just it's just an experience. It's fun. You spend time with your friends. You yeah, listen you just, to amazing it's music. Just fun. Right. And that's really what that weekend was supposed to be. You How know? many years have you been going? This was my second 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 year. year. Okay. So we went last year for the first time. Um, we went this year. Actually, this is a group of girlfriends, or it's actually just me and my friend Lisa. Yeah, you know she she, lives she here gambles. In San Diego. Yeah, okay. so we get free, you know, awesome. comped rooms, and we just pay for the flight and we go. And even right before it happened, we were talking about how we're going to do it next year, and you know sure. what what was going to go on for next year. So you had been right. there the two days before. Yes, and the great shows. Oh my god, we had a blast. We met so many people. I mean, I think that's one of the things about country. Sure. You know, you're all friends. Sure. Everybody loves everybody. You just meet people. Yeah. And everyone's so. coming together for a good time. You know, right. Everyone's just going there to, to have a blast, listen to country music, dance, and, and meet new friends. Yeah. I, mean, I just keep saying it over and over. I'm like, it was supposed to be fun. Right. Like, you just can't even imagine. And, you know, Jason Aldean was on, and... I just said, hey, you know, I'm going to go to the restroom. So I left all my stuff with her. You know, I'm going to oh, be uh, back in two minutes. <laughs> so right. so I was walking up the stairs to the bathroom. That's when I heard the first shots. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, like, right. what? what is that? I thought it was fireworks. And I just said, hey, all right. Went, you know, went to the restroom. And while I was in there is when... The shots just started going. So, I mean, I still didn't really know what was happening. Sure. I was in there just going, what's going on? Or you think there's a big firework display or something, right. and this is the grand I mean, finale that you're missing I, or something? Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I hear people screaming, and, you know, I'm... Are these temporary restrooms? Like, was it like... So port, we were kind of in, type? like, a VIP section, yeah. so they were the trailer kind. The trailer kind. Right. So okay. they had stalls, they had sinks, you know, mm-hmm. they were really nice, and... I was actually in there with two cleaning ladies who were freaking out, and they just kept telling me, don't come out, you know. Really? They just said, shooting, 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 and, you know. So I just sat there, and it I... It was just you you three in the... Yeah. Wow. For weirdest thing, right? There was nobody in the bathroom. And I just kind of put the seat down and put my feet up, because I thought the guy was there. You know, yeah. you, at this time, you don't know. Well, that, so, yeah, you, you had no idea. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what if he comes in the bathroom? You know, Or then, how many? Right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you don't Can have you your imagine phone. imagine what's going no, on. No. And so I just put my feet up thinking, well, if he comes in here, He's maybe he won't and, see me. Sure. You know, and I just sat there and I prayed. Right. I was just like, let me see my son again. Just right. please let me see Dylan again. And please let Lisa be okay. You know, I had no idea what was going on outside. It's like I could hear it, but. I wasn't in the middle of it, right. so <clears throat> I was just very confused, you know. Do you know how long you stayed in there? 
it probably wasn't as long as it felt. Right. But, I mean, a good 10, 15 minutes for sure. Oh, that was, it's got to be hours. In your it mind. feels yeah. like, yeah. God. Was the, sh- the, the noise, the sh- shooting had stopped when you went out? Somebody, when did you feel safe enough Somebody to come had out? opened the door and told us to get out. Oh, really? And then, but there wasn't really anything organized going on. And, you know, a lot of the venue had been emptied by now. Yeah. So I came out of the bathroom, but I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. You know, unfortunately, I saw injured people and and bodies, and, and I just, I didn't know what to do. So I ended up just sitting next to the stairs of the bathroom. And I just sat there. I didn't know. I didn't, was it over? But, you know. Right. So, and I remember feeling people behind me. And they had hidden under, under the trailer. Okay. So I just kind of put my hand back and I was holding their hand. And until somebody told me to go again. Was there so, any, was there any noises going on? Or, I mean, do you even remember? Just the people. Just people. I don't, I think the, the shooting has, you know, was done. But, like, were there people screaming? There was people. A lot of it was mostly, does anybody need help? You mm-hmm. know, like... So a lot of people reaching out, seeing what they could do to, to lend yeah. a hand. Yeah. That's actually one of my regrets that I think about a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what was I doing? Like, why wasn't I, you know, helping people? Why That's, wasn't... Yeah, but you can't, you can't think about, yeah. you know, at a time like that. You, you don't know, you know? Like, like you're saying, they're sitting in there. You truly have no idea. Is there one? Is there ten? Is there fifteen? Are we getting no. ambushed? What What do you do? And you have to think about yourself for a second. You know, now when you're out there, you know. But it, it is good to hear what. It's unfortunate that a lot of times we don't get to hear the stories about all the people that are willing to go and, and help mm-hmm. and uh, to bring light to those people that that did do that. That's uh, you hear a lot of these negative things, but there's a lot of good people out there that were doing stuff. And I mean, you don't know how much you could you help that person that you were holding their hand i mean just giving yeah. them that that comfort that's huge you know you you you, you did what you what you could do at that time that's it's not a uh you should never think about that you didn't do enough or anything like that it's you you did what you did and that's uh i can't even imagine like hmm. how long that would feel for after you know 10 15 minutes i mean like i said it's it's got to be had to feel like an eternity yeah. It did. And I just, and you know, you have to imagine, like, there's no windows, there's nothing. Like, so yeah. I still didn't really know what was happening. And you're yeah. just sitting there with your thoughts. Just like, yes. I just, just you, you know. and your thoughts. That's, that's. You even, you start thinking, like, I went to Vegas and I wanted to get away from my kid. Like, yeah. Oh, I was free. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, I just want to go home and see my kid, my kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just so many things go through your head and then when when did you actually leave the, the venue i mean i remember so after did, i got when did up you get a, when did you get the phone to call um there was a security guard i was kind of wandering and he asked me if i was okay mm-hmm. and i remember just kind of saying i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what to do i don't know where to go and he kind of took me and ran with me to the exit and he just kind of said, follow these people. Was everybody running at yes. that time? Still people are running. like And not running in a certain direct. I mean. Somebody the- had said, you know, go towards the Tropicana. Okay. So that's where I ended up. And that's when, you know, 
the first person let me use their phone. I mean, people, you have to just talk about the good people, you know? There's this one asshole that just ruined 20,000 people's lives, you know, whether injured or not, mentally, physically, and just all the people that came together. I mean, I ended up probably with three different groups of people, and they all just took me like... They weren't going to let me be by myself. They right. weren't, you know, they were going to take care of me. What do I mean? <coughs> there was a woman that uh, she was with. I think you were in the service tunnel, the Tropicana. And this lady's daughter had been shot. And she's oh, okay. I yes. think she got shot in the leg. In the foot. In the foot. Mm-hmm. So she's okay. But at the time, she didn't know. So her daughter got shot. She was on her way to the hospital. And, and this lady's trapped in a service tunnel. Can't leave. You know, the, um, the police have the place on lockdown. And while she's probably, you know, living her, her perfect nightmare, sure. she lets my wife use her phone so wow. she could get in touch with her family. Wow. You know, how, how cool is that? The selfless acts of people that, you know, in a time of need, that's, that's what we need to hear more of. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's unfortunate that this, this guy did what he did. And like you said, it's something you can never unsee. You can, you know, you've done a lot of harm to a lot of people. Um, but we need to make sure that what we do is is focus on the positives and, and the people that did come together. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but it can still bring a, a community together. And, uh, you know, it's probably some of these people, as much as he affected you negatively, some of these people that, you know, have touched you in a positive way that you'll never forget. I actually, um, after I asked if my friend or Tom still had the numbers that, that I called him from yeah and Lisa still had them and so I have made contact with all those people and just even in a text message yeah oh my god tomorrow we were so worried and they were just so happy to hear from me and you know know that I was okay and I probably made friends for life you know oh absolutely so I just love them I love them Mm -hmm. I feel bad because I you know uh a habit you go through and you just delete old texts and it's yeah. just a habit just something that i do on a regular basis and it, not even thinking about it just you know delete and it's gone and so she asked me i said crap because i was thinking the two you know i wanted to get in touch with these people and sure. say hey you know thanks that Thank you let you. my wife use your phone thank you i mean i, I mean cannot even imagine what was going through your mind you know mm-hmm. when you get that voicemail i mean i do i still have the voicemail that i that i did not delete yeah we well, gotta feel you know thankful that she's okay but then also thinking what can i do yeah right should i go to vegas like yeah i mean that would be my first thought is do i do i go do i go i need to go get her it was about 3 a.m or so when it when things finally started to kind of calm down a little bit i didn't sleep the whole night sure didn't sleep did you have the news on were you um when she when i first got in touch with her you know like i said it was quarter to 11 and so we're texting back and forth, and I'm kind of getting a scope of, of what's going on. So I click the news on, and I'm getting the tail end of 10 o'clock news. And it, it, at this point, it's still not breaking news. It's just, hey, look what's happening in Vegas. You know, there's a shooting. You know, a couple people died, you know, typical yeah. Sunday night, right? Right. And so I'm frantically, you know, just every channel that I could find that's got news on trying to see what's what. And then finally, by the time the 11 o'clock news came on, at that point, now it's breaking news. Now it's on every channel. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm flipping back and forth to, you know, every news channel that I could find seeing, you know, am I going to see my wife? And now you're starting to see the magnitude of what, what really and happened. Of course, you know, the stories were, were, they change all over the place when stuff like this happens. So yeah. at first it was, you know, uh, two people <coughs> lost their lives, um, 20 people injured, and then it went up to 50 people lost their lives and, and 500 injured. And then, I mean, just back and forth. But then somebody, they, they showed a clip of the actual act of, of the guy firing. And, you know, I'm a gun owner. I know sure. what full auto sounds like. And that's when I said, holy shit. You know, and, and at the at that point, they, I think that they, I don't remember if they said that they knew where the guy was, but um, he wasn't confirmed dead yet. So as far as anybody knew, he's still out there. Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, I'm scouring the news. And uh, my son wakes up, a three-year-old, at about one o'clock in the morning. So he wanders out and he plops down on the couch. So here you, you know, I've got all this carnage on the news. Yeah. And the last thing I, I'm going to do is turn it off, you know, because my wife's there. I can't turn it yeah. off. So I just gave him, you know, here's a whole handful of toys. And uh, oh my god, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, so that's not the conversation you're ready to have with. No, no. Fortunately, son. he actually focused on his toys a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's like all three year olds. He loves TV, so he's watching. But I mean, you just right. think about that as a parent. You don't know at what point, you know. You have to actually deal with, hey, mom's not here. Why is Las Vegas on the news? Yeah. Isn't mom in Las he Vegas? Was a, like, he, yeah, he was a know, little young to really understand exactly the scope of that. Three, but my but I daughter. Mean, had he had, exactly. Yeah. Had your daughter been there? Like, Well, she was texting me. She she heard about it. And uh, so she starts text, texting me. And I told her, yes, I, I talked to Tamara. And she's okay. And so far as we know, she's going to continue to be okay. Um, I will update you. You know, I need to keep my phone open because I'm getting texts from, you know, multiple different numbers, numbers that she was using. And I also got in touch with a friend who, at this point, was on the other side of town. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what what happened with Lisa? What was her? So, I mean, you have, she was there. I mean, alone, she right? So yeah, she, she witnessed saw the, the, all of it. Yeah. I mean, she saw a girl get shot right in front of her right. four times, she said, in the chest. And, God. you know, we had met people there. And they actually, did, you know, they got on top of her and they shielded her. And then I think the place where we were, the VIP area, was like raised. So I think they all went underneath. underneath. Yeah. And I think she must have went out a different exit than me. So she ended up on the Luxor side. Okay. And uh, they put them all in the theater and told them they would be safe there. But... uh then that's when you start hearing there's multiple shooters. There's right. a shooter in the Luxor. Yeah. There's what a shooter at Tropicana. Exactly. You yeah. know, so then they, she ran again. Right. And she was on the phone with her brother. I think he's like a police officer or something. He's telling her where to go. So she goes to um, the Palace Station Casino, which is way far yeah. off the strip. Yep. So that's where she went. She just stayed there and somehow by the grace of god i remembered her phone number you know with Isn't this that crazy? day and age we don't even remember like, our phone numbers we don't I know have like five yeah. yeah i know and then outside That's of it. that it's like you know people, i yeah. didn't have anything with me but yeah. somehow i remembered her phone number so that's at least crazy. we were able to communicate that's a good friend Oh, if you can remember God. someone's phone number right. so that's yep. a good right friend. i love been... her she's my best friend yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah she kept saying well just come here I'm like, you don't understand. You know, we're yeah. on lockdown. I can't, I can't leave. And I mean, the roads are closed. There's no cabs. There's, so I probably didn't get to her till 6 a.m. Yeah. Where were you guys staying at? We were staying at the Mandalay Bay. 
Oh, wow. On the 33rd floor. On the 33rd floor. You're just like, we probably saw this guy, you know. Right. Like, it's just a scary, scary feeling. You want to hear an interesting story about that? Yeah. So uh, we had Lisa over for uh-huh. uh, for steaks um, a week after that. It actually turned out to be the first time she, she left her house on? since. Absolutely. There you go. I was Absolutely. trying to get her out of yeah. the house. Yeah, so, right. you know, her and her daughter, you know, come over. Let's, let's you know. That's, sit around that's and eat what steak food, and, that's what food and barbecue is. Mm-hmm. is you know, it brings you, people you, together. You talk about the good times, but you Break also bread. have to be there for the bad times. Exactly. You know, because they're tough things that we all have to deal with. And mm-hmm. if you don't talk about them, they're, you know, they well, happen. Eat you, eat you up. So yeah. we're outside and we're, uh, we're, we're talking about, you know, everything that she saw and that she went through. And she, uh, you know, she goes to Vegas a lot and she spends a lot of money there. So she gets comped really nice things. And she was telling me that uh, the room that they got was on the 30... I think she specifically said it was on the 32nd floor, and it was a two-room like suite with windows that overlooked the festival grounds. Wow. And that the day they got to Vegas, which was that Friday, um, the, um, one, of the, the hotel, um, one of the hotel people called and said, sorry, a high roller came into town yesterday, and we had to give him that room because he spends a lot more money here. Really? So that was his room? That's what uh, she's been led to believe. Wow. And it, it makes sense, you know. But wow. what are the odds? What are the odds? That's crazy. Yeah. At yeah. the time, we were like, yeah, that's fine. You know. Yeah, yeah we're still no, getting a nice sure, room. Absolutely. You know, no big deal. Yeah. They gave us two rooms with the doors that connect instead of the one big suite. With, right. Yeah. That's, I thought it was cool at first. I was like, I got my own when hotel did, when room. Did you get, when did you get back to San Diego? Uh, Monday. You the plane, same plane flight that you had. Yeah, scheduled. it was probably just delayed like fifteen minutes. Um, when did you get back into your room? So she had got a room at the Palace Station, and so around six, I said, "Let's just go, you know, try to sleep a little bit." So we probably slept for an hour and a half, maybe. And then I saw on the Facebook page, Mandalay Bay's page, said guests are being allowed back in their rooms. So, I think probably around nine. Yeah. We uh, tried to make our way back. The palace station was very nice. They gave us one of their drivers, and you know, because still you couldn't really get cabs and things. So he drove us. The roads were still closed, so he got us to Excalibur, and then we just had to walk from there to Luxor, Mandalay Bay, and then it was kind of creepy, you know. You walk in, it was very empty just a couple people gambling but not much not much going on at all yeah i'm actually fucking surprised people were gambling i was surprised that's the first time i heard that as well i thought what yeah there was gambling (laughs) that's that's a couple people then we went up to the room and we were like let's take showers get the hell out of here well i mean (laughs) one of the one of the interesting things that you just said is like you went you saw mgm on their Facebook page, you know, and like, because there's so much misinformation that's going around, you don't know where to go. But like when a company has an active social account, like a Facebook page or Twitter, in times of natural disaster, it's one of the easiest ways to get information out, you know, and like on a micro scale, you know, for when there was power outage in San Diego, you know, there's times where I couldn't use a phone, none of the phones worked. The only thing that I could get through was a Twitter. You know, right. Twitter was the only thing at that time that I could get that I could get a message through. And, you know, it makes you think 
in a time of an actual, you know, terrible disaster, how am I going to get a hold of my wife? How am I going to get a hold of the people that I love the most? Or if we're for our business, you know, what are we do? how can we tell our customers that, you know, it's safe to come back to Spring Valley? You know, I mean, those, those things are... People kept telling us, oh, you're not going to be able to go back. You're not going to be able to go back, you know. And I said, no, it's on their Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. They posted it. I yeah. can go back, you know. And they were trying to argue with us. You're yeah. not going to be able to. So, yeah, because it was on their page. But that, I mean, it's important too because, yeah. like, you need to get your stuff. Like, you need to get back to, you know, like, you can't. Con- yeah, we didn't know if we would be absolutely. able to even get our stuff. Sure. So it was, you know, and you imagine we were on the ground, and just by the time it was nine in the morning, we just we wanted to take showers, yeah. you know, and just leave. Yeah. So you get home, and I can't imagine the emotions that you go through being able to see your son and husband and and just even when i got there i looked up and my brother was there and i'm like at the airport yeah and yeah he was like so freaked out he was gonna drive there yeah and my parents had to like stop him like going the roads are closed you know you're not gonna be able to and yeah 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 he just wanted to see me and he tom was there to pick me up and yeah, he just hugged me for a while. <laughs> I did not sleep a wink, and I was not, uh, there was going to be no comfort whatsoever until I actually, not until I saw her, but until I actually got her home. Right. Yeah. You know, because, you know, okay, now we're at the airport. What happens if we get in a fucking car accident? Yeah. Away? You know what no, I mean? Yeah, no. Right. So once we got home, that's, you know, yeah. breathe in and just, okay, okay, no, no, we're, she's home, she's safe. Let everybody know. And, uh, yeah, and then now just kind of dealing with all the after effects, which, well, sure. you know, my friends kept texting me all day long, you know, holy crap, you know, do you need anything? I said, yeah. you know what, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I get to go to the airport and pick up my wife. Yeah. Right. You know, there's, there's 58 other families that don't get to do that. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that is not lost on me. That's huge. That's, that's big. Sure. So That's yeah. another thing about social media. You know, I didn't have my phone, yeah. but because Lisa had hers. You know, we had somebody on the outside posting that That's I was okay yeah, and absolutely. that Lisa was okay. And he was keeping people updated. Like, yeah. you know, without him, I, people would have probably thought I was, you know, I was gone. Well, I don't know, you know, your situation with, with your phone and stuff. But for me, I always have my phone on me. And it's, uh, so if, if you're kind of the same and you... All of a sudden, for one second, then don't have your phone yeah. on you because you just left it. Because of course, you're just gonna go to be the bathroom right real quick and be right back. You, you know, you don't think twice about it. And then if someone can't get a hold of me, or you know, if you have your phone, oh, a yeah. lot, can't get a hold of you. I mean, your mind just plays crazy. You're like, oh, you think the worst, mm-hmm. and yeah. all of a sudden, it's just I, 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 my stomach sinks just even thinking about that shit. Yeah, I mean, I anybody who knows me knows that you can get a hold of me, and if I don't respond back to you. Chances are something's wrong. Right. Um, I'm either on an airplane where I'm on airplane mode or, you know, but you can always get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. And that's really, it's just something that the way that I am, and, you know, I, it's what Fern told me. I mean, I, the emotion that went through me knowing you and your family and, you know, how much we loved watching you compete and watching you participate in this barbecue event and become really part of our family you know part of our our barbecue family 
um, it was it was devastating. You know, it was it was devastating and, and helpless. You know, but all I can do is let you know that Derek and I and our families were here for you. And I truly appreciate that. You know, that meant a lot. And uh, you know, that's 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 the barbecue community right there. Yeah. You know. Um, I was talking to my coworkers, the guys that were going to be on the team with me this this, mm-hmm. uh, this upcoming competition, and I, I told them that, and they said, "Really? You know, the owner of the restaurant got in touch with you?" And said, "Yeah, that's that's what we do. I mean, you know, it's this particular community is, you know, you've got different groups of friends that like to go off road, and you got different groups of friends that like to go do this and go do that and mm-hmm. go do the other. The barbecue community, to me, it seems like is the one group that there's absolutely no barriers. Yeah." You know, no barriers to entry. Hey, can I have yeah. your recipe for you know your favorite steak? Sure, here you go. You know yeah. that kind of thing, and then you know just keeping in touch with everything. There's no animosity between guys, and it's just uh, you know there's no barriers, and it means a lot. It really means a lot. I mean, that those are the things that make the barbecue community stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things we're learning about the podcast community. You know, every community in its own right, it's only as good as the people and the individuals that yeah. are there, and their generosity uh what we've learned from gene goikachea and arlie bragg and randy gill um they're the way the barbecue works is you you have to give Mm -hmm. you know and it's and it's all about giving and you know the more that derek and i can give through our amateur event our pro event through the restaurant through catering through helping anybody no matter what it might be um, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for people that reached out to us and helped us along the way no i mean i couldn't have said it better it, it's it's truly a transparent industry where you know you sometimes want to hold things so close to you but in, in the barbecue industry you're, you're allowed to kind of you know be who you are and, and, and everyone comes together for the right reasons and you don't have to like feel weird about like what are they trying to do what are they trying to you yeah. know like well of course, there's competition. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, that's, there's the competition. You get a little bit you, of that there, that's, but, but that's uh, a whole different it's, thing. It's it's more of a, like a, a true friendly competition. Like I want to beat you just because I want to beat. Like I'm, I want to win. It's not like a, you know I want. It's not like I want you to lose. Yeah, I just want to win. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so I mean, I think probably. Hey, come over. You cook your steak. I'll cook my steak. Right. We'll see who's who's is better. Yeah, that kind of exactly. thing. I mean, I think probably one of the worst things that can happen to. A barbecue community is to have somebody not come back and yeah. to know why they didn't come back mm-hmm. you know was there something that we did as organizers that caused them to not want to you know go through all the work and all the time that it takes to participate in the contest you yep. know, that's the worst thing that can happen for us and you know we want to make sure that nobody falls through the cracks you know that they communicate you know we talk about at our restaurant and when i'm doing orientation with our staff is communication has to be a two-way street it does with with my team with derek's team if if my team doesn't feel comfortable coming to me and telling me hey this is going on you know i'm having a tough time you know i might not be able to come into work like you got to let us know because we can't read your mind but like we want to give back and help as much as we can but we can't do it unless that communication happens yep you know and you know as as men you know, Derek and I were, were probably the worst, worst at it. <laughs> they were the worst at asking for help. Oh, dude, it's my <laughs> wife might uh, think that I'm kind of that bad as well. Yeah, yeah. communication. Well, communication. What's it's, that? Yeah, what's that? We, we, tr- we tend to be these Type A personalities where we think we can do everything, but um, I, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it. Um, surrounding yourself with 
the right people, I think it's it's paramount to to success. And for me, having my circle the way it is, I'm okay with asking for help. I don't I don't uh, tend to to shy away from it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think I can do everything, put everything on my shoulders. Well, now. I'm asking for help from other people and they're asking me and it's like we just work together and that it's not a there's no weird feelings about it at all at least, at least I don't ever feel weird about it anymore absolutely um, not but it's you have to have that good circle and, uh, yep and a lot I mean 60 to 70 percent of that circle that I have is is people that I went through barbecue you know? and that that same circle they they're the kind of people that are going to be brutally honest with you. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to tell you just what you want to hear. Oh, Tom, you know, you, you do great fucking chicken, man. Yeah. I really like your chicken. <laughs> you keep doing that great chicken. But no, they're going to be like, hey, your fucking ribs, they suck. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the guys that you have to keep. Those are the girls that you have to keep. Yep. Because those are the ones that make make me better. You know, my best, the people that are best on my team are the ones that are willing to tell me, hey, you know, you didn't communicate this very well. Or I didn't understand why you did this. Hey, that make, that helps me understand that maybe there's a better way or a different way that I can. Because not every person on my team is gonna gonna read my emails, my seven thousand emails that I <laughs> put in their inbox. Oh my They're, god! <laughs> He's not kidding about that. So I'll just tweet at you. I'll tweet at you, or I'll find you on Snapchat. I'll figure yeah. out where you are, and I will find out. Well, being open too to to criticism and, and being yeah. able to to. Um, receive help sometimes that's hard to even in, yeah. to do it in itself i mean i uh we were talking about golfing and um i i golf with two of, i mean i jokingly say this but they're probably two of the best golfers in san diego and they're they're phenomenal golfers and i'm not very good um but i'm a hell of a lot better now than i ever have been because i i've listened to them and then golfing with sean yesterday i didn't know if i wanted to say it or not but i could see it like two things that he was doing and I just said, hey, dude, uh, I'm not telling you this because I'm good at golf, but this is what they tell me. Uh, try to hit the ball the right center and practice a forehand in, in, in tennis because he used to play tennis. Mm-hmm. Like hit the ball with the forehand. It forces you to stay on top of the ball. And uh, he did it. And your next drive that you did was just a fucking dead nuts. Yeah. Beautiful. Probably your best drive of the Clean, day. Nice drive I hit. And sure. then, but he had to be receptive to me saying that not not i wasn't trying to be For little sure. like I, i'm no good at golf you know <laughs> but i wasn't trying to be little i was like hey actually i can see what they see and and he was receptive to it and then started playing real well yeah nice. Nice. we uh you know just recently just just by doing this podcast we've had multiple people reach out about their business about you know catering event that they were going to go participate in a vending you know at a edm huge concert you know just asking you know what should i ask you know, what should I ask? You know, how much food should I cook? You know, what should my menu be? And all these things that, you know, Derek and I, we don't have the perfect fucking playbook for how to go and vend at a EDM concert. Mm-hmm. But like we've gained experience by failing, by doing things, something successfully, by knowing at least what questions to ask. And we can say that vending sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you take Vending's all, you take all liability on yourself, you know, like, they're like, oh yeah, there's going to be 2000 people there. You're like, right on, I'm going to get all this barbecue and like 200 show up. Like, um, what am I going to do with all this food? You know, I've showed up with Fern when he did it at uh, one of the local breweries a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah, what a pain in the ass! It's a tough. It's, it's, I mean, Sean, it's, Sean yeah. always gets mad at me. Mm-hmm. I tell him no. He's like, Fuck dude, don't, don't do that. Do not do it. And now yeah. it's like, I happily say no. You know, I, I can't go vend 
And now if you want to say you're going to pay for 100 plates, come give me 100 plates, bingo, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'll give you yeah. that 100 plate. And I'll, and I'll yeah, come guaranteed and, money talks. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to take all that that risk and, and vend. It's, it's hard, man. It's hard. But I, I think you have to do it to learn those things, and it helps you um, – get your foot in the door in some places yeah sure. so, absolutely yes. there's certain vending opportunities had we not done those they wouldn't have led to something else right mm -hmm. but at least people reaching out and asking questions what's the worst that can happen you get the information you don't use it mm -hmm. like fuck you you wasted five minutes that could possibly save you you know a thousand bucks two thousand bucks whatever that might be i mean shit it, it's definitely worth worth yep. the ask you know and the more that I've I've grown up, the more I realize that I don't know shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know a fucking thing. And the, well, the back more, when you were twenty five and you knew everything, I didn't know shit. Then you back realize then you don't it's fucking funny know how you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the truth though. I mean, I, I knew fucking everything when I was twenty five <laughs> until I realized I, was I knew the smartest fucking nothing. teenager on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Now Courtney's the smartest teenager on the planet. Yes. Yeah. Well, the next generation of, uh, of barbecue pitmasters, that's something that's definitely exciting for us. I mean, oh, she loves it. She, you know, it's what, what I love the most is I'll be doing other things and she's just cranking it out and just, you know, cooking it and she's cooking it spot on. You know, I'm when it comes to my recipes, you know, this is how you do it. Don't, yeah. Don't there's no variance. You Absolutely. do it this way because this is my way. Yes. And then she just she's on top of it right. and just <clears throat> no guidance, no, no nothing. And she handles it and just. It's it's awesome to watch that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, there's it's cool such... to see that she has a passion for it. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. I hope my kids have it. I don't know. I know they like to eat. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna see. The funny part is my son is about this close to being a vegetarian. So really? Oh, really? It's really different. It's already happening. Yeah. 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 Three years old. Mm -hmm. My three year old. What did he have tonight? He had chicken salad and chips. Nice. So. Had some chicken in there. Yeah, he eats chicken. He won't touch hot dogs. Not a big fan of beef. No. Doesn't like my pulled pork. No, beef is, is hard for my son, too, though, right now. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah. it's filet. Yeah. And he can chew right through it. Yeah. Like, when they have to chew a little bit too much, and at three years old, it's... I'm like, no, this tractor's really it's fucking so good. good. <laughs> Daddy really didn't like this. I promise. Yep. It's like, oh, Dad, I don't want that. I'm he like, says no. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best brisket I ever made. You pull it apart and it's just beautiful yeah. and, and tender and no, nope, you want no part of that. Yeah. No yeah, part it, of it. It's it'll change. It'll change. My my youngest, he's one and a half. Oh no god, no, he's almost two. Um he eats fucking everything. Nice. Like it does not matter. <laughs> he just crushes everything. Um yeah. so he'll be the the one probably to to take on the the eating barbecue thing we'll see we'll see <laughs> well we're uh we're so fired up for this year uh november 5th sunday spring valley tailgate barbecue festival make we've sure you've already you, got a uh, shit ton of teams signed up too dude this is the most teams we've ever had signed up this far out from the contest um we've got a ton of returning teams san diego gulls we got Derek. Derek dawson dirty double D. Up. he's uh he's ready uh we got a couple new teams like callie's mike's barbecue He's fired up. He's oh, really is he coming excited. Down? He is. He's coming down. Awesome. Yeah, he's coming down. He's excited. Shout out to um, him, man. We got a couple teams that were first teams up in uh, up in Del Mar. Uh, they're coming out as well. Fuck yeah. We've got we got a couple of the podcast heavyweights coming down to give out barbecue, coops and smoked hog and brazen. Brazen's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm hungry already. <laughs> I'm actually trying to get uh, Taylor. My uh, I sponsor teams in Overline. I, I play in Overline as well, um, which is a fun little game out here in San Diego that we play. And uh, Taylor, he's uh, I gave him one of my smokers that I made. God, how long has it been now? Over 10 years ago, I, I built them. I welded uh, 18 of them together, sold all of them, <coughs> and have uh, had a few left. And wasn't using them anymore because we got these other pits and because we were going through so much. And I, those smokers couldn't keep up. Um, but he got the itch, man, and I gave it to him. And it's a, it's a little offset nice. smoker, and he's just he's in. Every day I'm getting a text. There you go. Something he's smoking. He's like, and I smoked a bunch of it. So I'll give it out to my mom. I give it to my dad. I give it to my, everyone. He's like, just because I want to make sure, like, I'm getting it right. And yep. so we're going to get him. Well, you, but you, I did you tell gotta him. You got to be careful. You but I did tell careful. him. I did tell him he can't have his girlfriend help him. There you go. She's helping us. Because Kelsey, go. she's a fucking oh, yeah. rock star. She's, <laughs> she uh, is a rock star. She helps at, at Del Mar and in our barbecue events. And uh, she has to help us because she's that damn good nice. well, the funny thing is is we don't let anybody fall through the cracks so brian underwood who came to us in del mar and said he was going to compete i just tweeted him before the show i told him i don't see your name on this list something is wrong something's wrong something's wrong he apologized he said you called me out i can't believe you noticed i'm like we notice everything right we notice everything you're not on the list you said you were going to be he's like i'm going to come down Got some family commitments, but I'm going to compete. So 2018, you've already been called out. <laughs> we have a spot on the street for you. I'm going to make sure that uh, you're out there. Tyler Candell, you told me you were going to compete. I don't see you signed up. Ooh, so, let me see that. Nope, don't see him. Yeah, I don't see him on there. So Get your ass signed up, guys. Uh, uh, this is going to be a good one. Up. This is going to be a really good one. Lots of uh, good eats, a lot of good people. Um, we're really, really fired up, and we're happy that we can do it again this year. Um, and we can continue to to grow and learn and and you know we're we live in a very eclectic neighborhood and we're fortunate that barbecue can bring everyone together. Doesn't Absolutely. matter the race, gender, doesn't matter at all. You guys come, enjoy it. Love to see you. Thank you guys so much for coming and joining this podcast with us today. Thank you for thank you for sharing. You know, sharing a, that yeah, such a tragic. Whew. Thank tragic, you for tragic letting story. me. I think it kind of helps when well, it's, we can no, talk about it. Absolutely. So, thank it's, you. Uh, for us, we, we just have to be so grateful for everything that we have, and we're grateful that tonight we get to spend with you and you know share share your story and come out and come out and support WGW. Yep. Um, you know, on Sunday, November fifth, and we're gonna raise some money for some at risk youth. Um, we're I'm going to eat some good barbecue. It. Yes. And, uh, Come gonna, out. It's we're gonna, always We're going to tweet time. about it, and we're also going to get you signed up so we can uh, <laughs> send people to your Instagram page. Instagram. Let's yep. do uh, it. So make sure you're on LinkedIn. Make sure you're on Instagram, Wait. Facebook, Snapchat. What is it now? WGW, but it's Weber's. Weber Grills Win. There we go. Weber's Grills Win. Okay. I'll try to come up with something a little better. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of spur of the moment. But Yeah. We like it. Yeah, you know, totally somebody cool came up and said, "What does it mean?" And we were like, uh. <laughs> yeah, as, "As my as my underage so that, daughter's that, handing actually good food, and I'm like, okay, I can't say that. That's I can't good, say white that's girl." Good advice good. on branding. Right. Brand, yeah. brand for the long term. Exactly. Well, yeah. Brand yeah. for the long term. Yeah. Plan yeah. for the long term. Plan Even if you don't term, think you're going to yes. go far, you never know. You yes. never know. Plan for it. You know, because I never expected to be where I'm at right now. You know, when can we get you out to a KCBS event? 
That is next on my list. You I know, like um, I I wanted to this year, and we were trying to. It's it's been a very tough year. Um, yeah, I told you my, yeah. my father passed away sorry the day that. of the of the, 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 the Delmar. Yeah, sorry. So uh, I had to drop out of that. I was going to be on Fern's team. Yeah, and had to drop out of that. And um, the the one that he just recently did, or, or it might be coming up. I don't remember off the top of my head. I couldn't do that just because everything else that's going on. Sure. But um, you know, I'm going to get 2017 behind us behind yep. me. And uh, 2018, that's my goal. Is There's awesome. going to be a uh, take the next step. Pretty awesome. cool contest in Del Mar again, yes, 2018. So for sure. just in case you wanted to do that one, mm-hmm. well, uh, I've been uh, I've been practicing. You know, I, I'm pretty good at uh, pork butt. I've been practicing my brisket. Nice. There you go. And uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of my pork butt. Cool. Pretty proud of that. So. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do but it. we appreciate everybody listening um, all over the world. We appreciate so you, Norway, uh, Australia, all over United States. Uh, Keep uh, keep being social with us. Let us know. Um, show us show us what you're doing. We we can't thank you guys enough for tuning into the podcast. Uh, we we love doing this. So uh, tell a friend. Subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever you listen. Uh, keep slow smoking, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon.